Got a brain freeze. Hold on. <laughs> what do you do for I was you? wondering why, why you were scrunching up your nose. What do you do for a brain freeze? Uh, nothing. I have okay. no solution. I've been told, I'm trying to do this while I talk, that if you press your tongue. Like to the roof of your mouth? Right, that it helps it. Are you alleviating I, I any I'm problems? Better. I think I'm better. That's what you call getting cocky. Right, that's what happened right there. <laughs> yeah, you- is I hadn't had a uh, I hadn't had a smoothie in a while. I don't drink. <laughs> Here's what's funny: I don't eat sweets. I don't drink shakes. Right, and I know that some would see me like, bro, it's okay to start. Um, it's not like you're really helping anything right now. But I did have a little bit of ice cream yesterday, and the same thing happened. Where you just keep cocky, oh, 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 that whole thing. The next thing <laughs> you know, scarf it down. Next, next thing you know, your head goes, and that's what just happened on that last drink of smoothie. Worth it though, huh? Dude, this is so good. I think this is strawberry banana. Am I right? Strawberry you can, bonanza. You know what? I, I wonder. Remember the old taste tests of the '80s, where they would. Well, you know, you were a little baby. Oh no, but, yeah, of course okay. I remember that. <laughs> but the they would cover up Coke and Pepsi. And it's like, take a drink. Are which, they which, which Pepsi, one do you think it is? Pepsi and Pepsi free or Coke and New Coke? And like, which it one? didn't. Uh, That's what I could do that for smoothies, by the way. Didn't either Coke or Pepsi come out with like a clear? Was it, it was Pepsi, right? That had like Pepsi Clear, and it was terrible. And they did that same thing where, you know, they they had them covered up or whatever. Oh, and, Crystal Pepsi is what it was called. And they were like, oh, it's Pepsi. It's so good. And then. <laughs> Then they'd, you know, have the have it where the Pepsi was uncovered and you could see and they'd people would have that reaction. Oh, it's doesn't taste anything like it. <laughs> I looked it up on Google real quick. Pepsi Clear was introduced in nineteen ninety two and discontinued in nineteen ninety four. Had a nice one and nice. a half, two year run. Hey, kind of like an RG three run there for uh for Crystal Pepsi, but all right, I think I'm better now. We've had a busy show. We got more to preview on Kansas coming to town tonight to battle Oklahoma hoops and a big night from Tanner Groves. We'll hear more from head coach Porter Moser. We'll hear more from Tanner Groves. Thanks to JT Gasso for joining us. Thanks to Keith Kelly for giving us the inside scoop on the newest member of the Oklahoma Sooners. I when with today being the start of like off-season workouts, when will be the moment that all these dudes like Ken I Walker, C.J. Cole, and others, when when are they officially added to the Sooner roster? Well, I would imagine they're getting on campus and enrolling and going to be here soon, so shortly thereafter, right? Yeah, I'm kind of – I mean, I'm scrolling right now and I still see names like Jamal Morris on there and Mario Williams, so – I'll be curious as to when that update comes. Not, it's not like you're going, Mike Houck, you're on the clock. Let's go. No, I'm just, I don't know when can it not be officialized until the start of the second semester. We'll believe it when we see it on the roster. Well, page. I saw that he committed, but it's not on the roster yet. We talked to Keith Kelly, but I, it doesn't matter unless they're on the roster page. Hey, somebody texted us on don't the air. Oh, co- hang in there, True Sooner. I'll get right to you. Yes, we will get right to you. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Plank, can we get a shout-out for the OU women's tennis match? They play P- Princeton today at 2. 
OU women's tennis coming off a 7-0 sweep of Wyoming, trying to get fans there to be loud so I don't have to scream by myself. Listen, asking you shall receive absolutely some love for the Oklahoma women's tennis program. Yeah, no, it's – um, this dude was hit me up on Twitter, and I apologize that I didn't – his his screen name is Blint Winnables, which is – yes. Uh, Wait, no, hold on. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. I apologize. This was the guy that had the the beer uh, screen name. Any, anyway, instead of me sitting here and stumbling through it, I would tell you there is probably no one who has, in, in modern time, I mean, listen, Patty Gasso had a team that was practicing on a field where there were beer cans they were picking up. So she's had to overcome a lot. But from where the program was before Audra Cohen took over to where it is now, she's done an incredible job. And they smoked Wyoming the last time out. So, yeah, good. Glad you brought it up. Thanks for hitting us up on the Air Comfort Number Solutions. Number 19, text line. Oklahoma. And they feature, and I know this because of all the time that I've spent talking about women's tennis on Sooner Sports Spotlight. That might Nick be Corley. something we need to work out, too, is trying to get a regular rotation for the, the yeah, tennis Nick coaches. Nick Kroll's always been good when he comes on with us. But the Corley sisters uh, out of Albuquerque, they're studs. And uh, Ivana and Carmen, uh, check them out. I'm, look at that. Look at that. Look at someone checking in to make sure we promote uh, my friend Audrey Cohen and the OU women's tennis team. Let's, and Nick Kroll's did a great job on the men's tennis team. Listen, We I, have not forgotten. It is on our radar. Gosh, what all do we have going? I mean, everything's out. Outside of football, just about everything is is about to be in season. I know. Crazy. Everything at one time. RIP facilities, Nat Davis. <laughs> and somebody – I don't know if this was tongue-in-cheek, Uh-oh. if somebody's being a little smart aleck with us, Go, or if I'm they're, here, or if they're being it. genuine, which I'm <laughs> – both are possibilities, but somebody texted us too and said, what's the latest with number 13? <laughs> <laughs> which I'm guessing that it was a little bit – Smart well, Alec, but hey. listen real quick before we get to true sooner. Let's just call it. We don't know. We don't know. There's been, in fact, good point. Lloyd Whittlesey writes on Twitter. There should be an absolute time limit on the transfer portal. If you don't commit by mid January, you should be required to sit out for a full year. I'm with you now. I-, I think there should be two openings, maybe three, for the transfer portal. This is just my idea that as soon as the season ends, and it's gonna coincide with the recruiting sorry that's just the reality of it you should have to know your destination before january 20th sound good as soon as your team no no you want it earlier yeah it needs to be like a week before okay okay all right before most of these schools quote unquote finish their enrollment if if you have gosh that's a really good point that way we don't have to do this again next year i need someone smarter with calendars and, and what date i need like a we need to hire like Kenny Mossman to help me now that he's you know retired. He he can help me make sense of what the time period is because you would like for it to coincide right with maybe a signing day, so everything can be completed by that point. But even with signing day, while well, everyone signs on signing day, that's not the last day you can sign. It's like the first. I would add one extra week for any player on a team that made the college football playoff, but everybody else. January 13th or whatever cut off. you got to announce where you're transfer portaling to. Um, and then I, I would add one more thing. I think after the spring semester, 
there is an opening for two weeks in, what would that be, like late May or June? And someone, well, it's got to be for every sport. Okay. But I'm talking specifically football here. And I'm okay. I don't think there has to be one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my TED Talk about some of the ridiculous nature of rules. Every single teams play essentially different seasons and different schedules. This one size fits all. Well, if you do it for one, no, it's just not reality. The, the timing has to be different. And I know it is for certain signing days. But this idea that, well, if you do it two weeks, it has to be for every sport. Well, no, baseball and softball are in their home stretches. Push it back a couple weeks for them if that's the case. But how, yeah, How many times can a player go into the portal without having to sit out? Is it just the one time, the, the first one transfer? Time. Yep. One-time transfer exemption, unless then you're a graduate. Right, if you graduate would be transfer. a graduate transfer. Yeah, obviously that wouldn't wouldn't apply to them. Yeah, good stuff. Keep the tweets co- text and tweets coming. Text to the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. And, of course, your calls at 405-329-9000, which is where True Sooner is hanging out. What's going on, True Sooner? I guess I need to punch oh, the button. My bad. <laughs> oh, my good bad. morning, on, True. Guys. Sorry. Hey, I, I think the guy that gave you the remedy for the uh, brain freeze is the same guy that said you're supposed to drink water upside down for hiccups. I was told I for hiccups. Here's a hiccup solution that I was told. A hiccup solution is to put a wooden pencil behind your ear. I haven't oh had the hiccups in a while, but I'll give it a try the next time. A I, wooden pencil? Uh, put, take a wooden pencil, a number two pencil. <laughs> Like not a, You can't put a mechanical pencil. It's got to be a wooden pencil. I'm spitting all over the place trying to explain this. Uh, and, and you put it behind your ear, and apparently that, that cures your, your hiccups. Yeah, the, the you got to tilt your head upside down and take a drink of water. That's drink. the secret to get rid That's of the what? hiccups. Gone. Poof. That's what I say. Hey, so so I didn't know – by the way, I, did, I didn't know there was any Jets fans around since Namath retired. Uh, there is JT Gasso. He is the one. Um, you know what? It's funny because that you hit it with Namath. That was a passionate fan base, man. It still is. Oh, yeah. But when they start winning and if they start winning, look out. They're going to be everywhere. Have they, have they even – I'm being serious. Have they even advanced uh, past one round since, since 1970? Well, I mean, okay. I'm sure they have. Now, you got to forget – they had a good two-year run with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez where they went to the AFC Championship uh, game like in, I think, back-to-back seasons. The butt fumble era. Yeah, exactly. But when the bottom fell out there, oh, boy, the bottom fell out for the Jets. Yeah, they were really good right. defensively those years. Bart, probably the problem with Bart the, Scott can't the wait. With the, with, with the green uniform. I mean, that's probably part of it. <laughs> yeah, back-to-back uh, seasons. They went to the <laughs> AF, They went to the AFC Championship game in 2009 and 2010. They haven't been back to the playoffs since. It's crazy this extended period we've gone here where, I mean, New York football just totally sucks. Giants, Jets, well, they're both a laughing stock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like Los Angeles. I mean – they went what twenty five years. They didn't even have a pro team, and then now they got two, and they had two before that. I mean, it's it's decent now. Well, but to go twenty five, Chargers you know. should have been in the playoffs and and yeah. didn't didn't make it. But uh, I mean, the Rams. I think they've got a realistic chance right. to go into Tampa next week. I I, I think I'm going to pick the Rams too. I think they're winning that game. Okay, I got a question for you guys now. And I haven't heard anybody talk about this because of, uh, you know, all the stuff that's been going on since uh, 
what's your color? Bill calls him Mule Shoe Left. <laughs> yes. So, the Mule Shoe Weasel. So, yeah. That's right. So my question is, have you guys, I'm sure you guys have thought about this. You probably brought it up on air, but have you thought about how, how interesting and intriguing the spring football season is going to be? Oh, yes. I am so fired up about it. I mean, because there is so much unknown. We have a quarterback battle going on. Yep. And, and this is just specific to OU. But across the Big 12, it's wild as well if you wanted to spend some time on that. Well, and I, I think with Oklahoma, Chris, the fun part about it for you and I and the fan base is we got signing day with Brent Venables. We got the Everest Center announcement and his opening introductory press conference. But other than that, we haven't really heard from Brent Venables since he took over the job. Right, Todd Bates haven't really – Heard from Todd Bates, right. Ted Roof. Haven't heard from Ted Roof. I mean, on and on and on, these new members of this coaching staff. The spring season is sort of going to be Oklahoma fans getting indoctrinated to this uh, new coaching staff. So I think that part's exciting. I mean, I mean, just the new names that you're going to have to figure out who the heck these guys are and, and, and understand. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a spring update. You know, in the past, it's kind of been ho-hum. You know, Lincoln's not letting us in today, whatever. But a spring update now is going to be it's going to be a daily show, I would think. Daily show? We've got a whole radio station committed yeah. to a true suitor. And it's kind of funny <laughs> because I, I go back. I started in sports talk radio. My first year doing sports talk radio was 19 – yes, there's a 19 in front of it. 1998 was my first uh, – 97, I guess, technically, because I graduated – and it's funny, and John Klein and I from the Tulsa World used to always joke about this, true, that assistants leaving for other jobs were like a little small piece in the paper, right? And spring right, ball right. Might, might get a little bit of a write-up. Now, I mean, we've look, look, assistants leaving for other assistant jobs dominate a lot of our mm-hmm. conversations. Spring football has been dominating conversations for the better part of the last – 15, 16 years, it's amazing to see what it's become, and I'm, and I'm here for it. I love it. it well, 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 with all the stuff that's going on with the portal and stuff and, and, and all the crap that, that, that happens, and, and you were talking about players leaving and one time and transferring and all that, it's, it's, it's kind of gotten college football into it, kind of like the NBA with free agency and the fact that, that it's, it's on everybody's mind year-round now. Not just It doesn't just die in January and then you start talking about it I mean, it's it's year round, right? No doubt, no doubt. And the other thing I would say about the assistant, thanks, true, appreciate it, buddy. The other thing I would say about the assistant coaches is, with the boom of the recruiting industry, not that there weren't folks covering recruiting, you know, thirty years ago or whatever, but with two four seven sports being what it is, and rivals being what it is, and ESPN has its own arm, and now there's on three. And certain assistant coaches recruited by this assistant. Like, as soon as that happened and that got more front and center, okay, well, now you want to know who, who's the assistant coach? Who are we hiring? What's their recruiting ties? What's their pedigree on the re- recruiting trail? That, to me, is a big part of why that's a massive storyline now for a lot of people, which, hey, circling back one go ahead, one real quick moment here before we take a T.O., <laughs> the individual that was texting asking about Caleb Williams, it was a serious text. Okay, okay. It was Will from Seminole, who oh, is well. my cousin's wife's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. We appreciate it. Look, everyone, we're all family here. 
on the Plank Show. Hey, I need your family to listen because my sure doesn't. My daughter is our biggest, my seven-year-old is the biggest marketing tool we have. Unfortunately, her way to get people to the program is just to ask them if they know who her dad is, and then that's it, and then she'll tell them about the station. So awesome. We've got a bunch of hiccup uh, remedies if you need oh, to do some of those. What's, too. Give me a couple real quick. And I don't have them. It's just we were talking about brain freeze, and everyone always has some good old wives' tales on hiccups. Tablespoon of mustard gets rid of hiccups. Must. Now, I've done sugar before. I'm bouncing off the walls after that. Hold breath, swallow three times. Three times. Okay. Hot, hot sauce on crackers. Only thing that works for me. Hot, hot sauce. On crackers. What type of hot sauce? Like Louisiana hot sauce? Cholula? Like, what are we talking? I was going into the cupboard last night because I was looking for some hot sauce. And I realized I have bottles of hot sauce from, like, Christmas gifts a decade old. I wonder if those might qualify. Hot sauce never goes bad, does it? I would throw those away. <laughs> Literally, I looked at one. I'm like, 2010. What are we doing here? Hot sauce on crackers, huh? Never would have thought that. All right, we're doing timeout. When we come back on the Plank Show, um, hey, let's get a little bit more Tanner Groves and Porter Moser as we inch towards tonight's six o'clock showdown between Oklahoma and Kansas. Right here on the ref. Hour three of this here fine radio program is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 40, 40, 40 years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the... What? Did I just cuss? No, you're, you're good. The highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry, fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be reading. I think I still have my brain freeze from earlier. Uh, I am Ron Burgundy. I am. So there's a lot of thoughts. I, I, I've got to get to Porter, uh, Porter. I've got a little bit of Tanner Groves. But there's a lot of conversations about what conferences are going to look like. We know the, the teams that are going to be in them. But what's the divisions going to look like? We've heard the pod conversation with the SEC, right? We have. But according to a report this morning from Dennis Dodd, the Big 12 is planning to split into two seven-team divisions beginning in 2023. In other words, their plan is to expand – before Oklahoma and Texas leave, which means there'll be a 14-team league, so they'll split into two divisions. Now, this is Chris Plank's opinion, right? I have no source on this, and I understand it. Uh, this kind of falls under the RTs does not equal endorsements. I mean, listen, if you put it on your Twitter feed, you're, you're endorsing it, you dope. But – I'm just I'm stepping out even though as I'm wearing my OU shirt. This is not Chris Blank sideline reporter reporting anything. This is my pure opinion, speculation, whichever term you want to use. I don't think there is any way on this green earth that Oklahoma and Texas are a part of a 14 team Big 12 because they expand before they get off to the SEC. Uh-uh, ain't going to happen no way. 
But again, I would remind you, I also thought there was no way Khalil Mack would ever get traded from the Raiders and thought there was no way that Russell Westbrook would be with OKC long term. Well, okay, the second one was at least right. Jog my memory. Does it matter at this point? Is the penalty lesser or higher based on how long OU and Texas give notice? That, that is a good-looking question. I don't think so. I think now as the years, it becomes a little bit yes, less because it's by one year. But the, uh, the Big 12 is already engaged in plans to split into two seven-team divisions beginning in 2023. Big 12 ADs, including the conference newcomers, met last month in Vegas to begin deciding how the league will look for the three seasons, 23 through 25, ahead of Oklahoma and Texas departing for the SEC. The Big 12 is operating under the assumption that both Oklahoma and Texas will stay in the league four more years under the current Big 12 TV contract with Fox and ESPN that ends in 2025. Percentage chance that winds up happening? 0.0. (laughs) 0.0. Now you listen to me. I want you out. Assuming BYU Cincy, this is all from Dennis Dodd's article. And again, I want to make this very clear. I am assuming a lot, much like this article and this paragraph does too. Assuming BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF join ahead of not this coming season, but the next athletic year, the league would be at 14 teams for two seasons. And then, and then, the Big 12 would shrink to 12 teams in football playing in six-team divisions beginning in 2026. Bob Bowlesby told CBS Sports, and I quote, we've got subcommittees and several sports that are talking about structure. Conference office staff, AD, sports administrators, and coaches involved in a sport-by-sport basis, they'll all be doing the same thing. The NC, I didn't, did you, were you aware of this? The NCAA has a rule that states any league with more than 12 teams must split into divisions for football. I wasn't aware of that. I feel like I yeah, I feel like I'd okay. heard that before. Um, if you if you gave me like true or false, I think I would have answered true on the the quiz. One person involved in the process said it would be quote unquote easier if we don't reshuffle the deck in 2026 by placing Texas and OU in opposite divisions in 2023. That would allow the Big 12 to stay with the same composition of two six-team divisions moving forward without Texas and Oklahoma. So, in other words... They'd be in opposite divisions? Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, that part makes sense. That's fine. I mean, they'll still play each other. One working group member joked that Oklahoma and Texas should be placed in the same division to ensure that at least one of the programs wouldn't play for the football championship. Oh, don't worry about that. We can guarantee (laughs) you one's not going. You're fine with that. Texas ain't going to be there. (laughs) I don't know. You know... I haven't had a chance to talk to Josie or anyone off the record about this. And if I knew, I wouldn't tell you anyway. But just to kind of get an idea of... Don't take my shtick. I'm not taking your shtick from you. But just to kind of get an idea of, is there a is there a mindset out there that 
we owe it to them since we left the way that we did to stay until the end? No. Then why wouldn't we just go ahead and is the price tag? The price tag's high. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, is this going to be one of those situations? And, and I know there's a lot that goes into it. But just with the story today about the Big 12 planning its future, is this going to be one of those stories kind of like Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC that one afternoon or morning in July, you and I are going to be working through the show and all of a sudden it's going to pop up like, whoa. OU and Texas have given notice. They, they're, they're gone. They're going to the SEC now. Is it going to be a situation like that? Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's 18 months notice that they have to give, right? Right, exactly. So we've, we've co- crossed that threshold for – after next season, have we not? Yeah, you would think. Yes, they they would have crossed. Yeah, I. Hmm. I don't know. That's dude. why I'm curious if it matters at this point financially. Is there any difference in the price tag, giving notice and not giving notice, mm. or yeah. is it just you know seventy million a piece? That's right, seventy mil. Sorry, it's like we know the price tag, so whatever. Listen. <laughs> I got when we want to. I've got to get mobile for the news. So let me play two quick cuts from uh, Porter Moser in anticipation of a showdown with Kansas tonight. One about how good Kansas truly is. Second best offensive rebounder in the country. Oh, I did that the um, same time last yeah, night, didn't I? Um, it, is, it is about Kansas and how good they are, though. Yeah, and McCormick is the second best rebounder in the country in his mind. Here we go. Well, McCormick is the second best offensive rebounder in the country. Um, yeah. He's a young man at, at Kentucky. Um, McCormick had 10 offensive rebounds against West Virginia, who's yeah. physical. I mean, that, they're big. Um, we're, we're thin inside. Um, as we, you know, TCU, that hurt us. When you watch that tape, that hurt They ran three bigs yeah. throughout the game, and uh, we, we got to get more production. I, I think uh, AK had a good two days of workouts for us, so we got to get some depth inside there. He's got to give us some minutes. Um, we kind of rotated Rick in there and AK in there. Um, uh, we need them to be better. Um, and, um, so I see, I see that they're, they're, I mean, they really push in transition. Braun is having a great year. And then Obachi, I mean, he's Obachi. having an all American year, um, elite, elite shooter. He is, um, he's shooting 48%, making a lot of them over 50 of them. That's elite. Um, Harris is, gets that ball downhill. I mean, they, they got, I mean, McCormick is just, and then Lightfoot comes in. They got two really good five men that come in and are older and strong and veteran that they, they, they post you up. And Bill's always done a really good job of, of getting them on the block and running their stuff. But, um, you know, really, really good team. And Tanner Groves, we know the last time out how well he played against Kansas. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Um, it was just really fun to see, you know, been growing up playing against him, playing with him my whole life. And um, obviously, yeah, it was pretty fun to, you know, see what see what he's capable of. And, and you know, it was just kind of kind of made both of us realize, you know, um, what each of us can do, you know, against some of the best teams in the in the country. You know, we're capable of of playing against, you know, some of the best teams. And, um, you know, why not us? So it just kind of gave us the uh, the spark, the urge to, you know, see what's out there. And that's kind of why we entered the portal and, and how we ended up here. And it's just been, uh, been kind of great since then. Why not us? Ochai Abaji. Let's revisit this. What a story. 
is shooting 47.7% from three? Are you kidding me? Dude's you know how good that is? Dude's on fire. He's on absolute fire. And think about this. It's not as if he's hoisting one a game. I mean, What's he's he averaging a game. <laughs> well, you heard Coach there. Coach Moser said he's hit over 50, so you can do the math on it. It's <laughs> unreal. It's I mean, unreal. that is – my goodness. He's up 10% from last season three-point percentage makes. That's insanity. Averaging 20.6 per he's game. He's good, man. He's, he's good. He's fun to watch. It'll be a challenge tonight for the Sooners, but I can't wait. 6 o'clock, OU, Kansas. When we come back, news according to Josh Time, we get a little mobile – as the Plank Show prepares to hit the road to Morgantown, West Virginia for OU Women and the Mountaineers. A little update on that as well before we get out of here on the Plank Show. I had a little mobile as we get set to go catch a plane for the Plank Show. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. A, remi- or Chris Plank. a reminder that the show never stops on Twitter. So give us a follow at Josh on Ref, at Plank Show. And everybody should be following us at Sports Talk 1400. So as we head down the home stretch, Get a little news, according to Josh, to take us home. Let's go. Where do you want to start on this Tuesday, Josh? It is how you say an important contest for Oklahoma. Number seven, Kansas, inside the Lloyd Noble Center tonight. Six o'clock tip-off. OU has won three out of the past four versus Kansas in Norman. Uh, they won last year 75-68 to 68 over Kansas and Norman, lost the year before. But three out of the past four, Oklahoma has found a way to win inside the LNC versus the Jayhawks. Lost both games last week. It's a big one. Uh, sounds like Coach Porter Moser, he understands with Ethan Shagwa confirmed as out for OU. That is, uh, of course, a big, big edge for the Jayhawks in this game, what they have inside with McCormick. And Lightfoot, going to need some good minutes from Nicole Maywean and perhaps Rick Asanza. Yeah, some guys that you know, haven't played a ton, but you're going to need them tonight. I, I hate it for Shagwai because I thought this could have been a, 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 a not breakout game, but a statement game potentially for him. But not having him hurts and uh, opens the doors or door for some guys to take advantage of the opportunity. Should be fun. Uh, Toby and Kevin Henry have the call at 6. What are we on? ESPN regular tonight? I believe so. That's right. The big ESPN? ticket, ESPN. Good times. Good times. All right, where do you want to go next? The expert will be in here at noon alongside Steely. Steelman and Thune at noon coming your way uh, right at the top of the hour where – a lot of your recruiting fix. Parker Thune will be in to address a lot of that. But we do know C.J. Colden committing to Oklahoma over the weekend. We had Keith on in the first hour of the show. If you want a full breakdown, he's right there from up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He's seen C.J. Colden play a bunch. So uh, just friendly reminder to check that out. Podcast page, sportstalk1400.com. And had a lot of really good things to say. It seems as if on C.J. Colton, Josh, it's, it's a matter of him just staying healthy because when he's been on the field, he's been a difference maker for a while. No doubt. And what's your gut say? I mean, are we going to get any announcement on Jackson Dart, on Michael Trigg today? Uh, what about Caleb Williams? I mean, eventually, eventually he's got to make an announcement. Right. At some point, these guys got to let us know what's going on. I, 
I would be curious to see what it's like from a coach's perspective on this, Josh. You know, because, I mean, tech, listen, I know there's no sympathy for Lincoln Riley. So I'm not trying to say boo-hoo for Lincoln. But if Caleb Williams spurns USC, who's their quarterback next year? Right? And I know that's what everyone's rooting for, and it, and it almost leads me to believe that maybe a decision has been, you know, those, those uh, coach, I just got to go do these things, I'm going to make up my mind. But it would, you know, there's people that have to move on and start putting their rosters together. So it's kind of a fascinating process to watch it play out with Caleb Williams. Arizona last night, Kyler Murray and company, not exactly how they wanted that thing to play out. The Los Angeles Rams, relatively stress-free second half, 34-11. to uh, First playoff win for Matt Stafford from SoFi Stadium last night. They are on to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I, I think I'm going to pick Los Angeles. Uh-oh, are you there? Hold on, did you lose me? Did you give me back? I've got you back now. Okay, I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm – I went through the dead area on Highway 9. That's fascinating, the timing of that. The only reason I'm hesitant is because I I get the sense that Tampa was able to get some things fixed last week and got a little healthy. You know, get Shaq Barrett back, see what his availability is going to be on Saturday or Sunday, whatever they're playing. That's the only reason. But I think I'm with you. I haven't looked at the number yet, but I think I'm gonna be I think I'm gonna be all in come this weekend on the Rams beating the Buccaneers. And also, I mean, let's be honest, wouldn't it be kinda of cool to see some fresh blood? Rams the team, but to see Matt Stafford get that opportunity to play in the NFC championship game with Odell Beckham. You know, the Rams have gone through a lot of adversity at the receiver position this year too. And they had to go get Odell because you know, Woods gets hurt. He's out for the year. Deshaun Jackson doesn't work out for him. They've had all kinds of issues. So, um, um, and, and to see a dude that came back last night from a ruptured Achilles and play again in the same season. That's just, Cam Akers is an amazing story. Uh, and, and trust me, if you were watching last night, you heard about it 10,000 times. But, yeah, what a, what a performance last night from the Rams defense. And I think I'm with you, Josh. I think I'm kind of inching towards taking L.A. this weekend in Tampa. Odell Beckham Jr., big pass last night, by the way. One for oh, one passing. Big 40-yard or two. <laughs> your I man thought he Akers. had him. I thought he had thrown it 20 yards past him whenever he let go, of it, but it was beautiful. So, a couple of people have chimed in. I missed this over our last break. The USC football account just tweeted out the fight on peace sign, and Mario Williams replied to it with a pair of eyeball emojis. So... I mean, is this is it actually going to happen today? Yeah, just put us out of our misery, right? Yeah, just, just get it. it over with. Yeah, and you know, to me, that's you're in a position now where I I think we've all moved on, right? I think everyone has now kind of moved on to the the Gabriel era and the, the Dart era potentially. And, and what's next in, in recruiting the Evers kid. But it's just, it's, it's almost as if it's like, okay, um, have, have you looked around enough? Maybe for a kid that is getting a second opportunity to be recruited, it's a big deal. I don't know. But I just end it. Let's go. Game on. Make your decision. Go to USC like we all think you're going to. Uh, and, and let's just um, 
let's continue to, for a faction of you, hate on, on Lincoln Riley, and for the rest of us, move on to the excitement of what's next for OU football. Hey, real quick before we take our final time out, the rest of the Big 12 schedule today, in addition to Oklahoma playing host to Kansas tonight, 6 o'clock ESPN uh, from the Lloyd Noble Center, looks like this. Number five, Baylor at West Virginia. That's four o'clock on ESPN2. Kansas State at number 23, Texas. That's a Longhorn Network game, 7.30 tonight. And then last but not least, from United Supermarkets Arena down in Lubbock, ESPNU, eight o'clock. Number 15, Iowa State. Number 18, Texas Tech. Can't wait. Can't wait. Fun night in the Big 12. This conference, to me, is hands down the best conference in college basketball, it has been a blast. And every night, you are loaded with top 15 matchups. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap up the Plank Show next, right here on The Ref. All right, so, Josh, a little bit of portal news here to wrap up the Plank Show, which, by the way, never stops on Twitter. Um, I live there. I have FOMO, at Plank Show on Twitter, at Josh on Ref. And everybody, give us a follow at Sports Talk 1400, also at 947 The Ref, and so you won't be disappointed. Looks like the Sooners miss out on a potential defensive line target, and Mekhi Wingo went headed to LSU. Yeah, and that was always going to be – I'm sure Parker can touch on this here in just a a few short minutes, but the the LSU thing was hard to overcome because they just hired his – recently hired his one of his high school coaches, or I think it was his high school football coach. So that was not going to be an easy battle to win. So that makes a little sense. And uh, Trig and Dart, the tight end and quarterback, the Trig kid and the Dart kid, Teddy might say, are having some fun on social media, posted all their pictures from L- uh, Ole Miss and all their picks from OU that they had. I will say – I don't know about you, Josh, but I think I think Dart looks pretty damn good <laughs> in an Oklahoma uniform. But with that said, they've got a tough decision to make, right? And you you go you go into Oklahoma where there's confidence in Jeff Levy, there's comfort with the people you've met, but they just added a guy at quarterback, right? You go into Ole Miss and you're a, you're a freshman still with what four years of eligibility left. Right? Um, who knows? You might be the starter right away. So that's going to be an interesting one. And we think, you know, today is the day where we'll finally get some finality in the Caleb Williams saga, right? Assuming that Maybe. the fight on symbol from USC football is an indication that it's about to happen, then yes. I mean, it wasn't too long ago, wasn't it? I think it was on Friday that Colin Cowherd tweeted the fight on symbol out or the peace sign out and nothing happened over the weekend. So the fact that it was the USC football account and that Mario Williams commented underneath it makes you feel that way. But uh, I guess we'll just wait and see. Yep. We'll see how that plays out, but I'm, I'm not, I've always been this way. I've got a little bit of a different kind of approach and mindset to it. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not like overjoyed and I'm not going to walk into the studios after the show and high five and hug Josh like, yeah, but you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm beyond excited. I'm over the moon excited for the future of this program. I can't wait for spring ball. I'm not going to allow the decision of one or two guys to dampen that excitement.
So embrace it. Enjoy it. Uh, embrace the hate. Don't tweet anything that's going to get you fired over the next 24 hours. If <laughs> this is the case, your job is more important than letting an 18-year-old know how mad you are at them for transferring. Um, and let's get pumped, man. Let's get fired up for OU football in the next what, – what, what did that Big 12 report say today, Josh? The next four seasons in the Big 12. Yeah, I can't wait to play Brigham Young <laughs> and Cincinnati and South Florida. Oh, and, oh, it's going to be great. We owe you, Brigham Young. We owe you. All right. Uh, Thune and uh, Celia Thune at noon are coming up next. Uh, we'll be back live from Morgantown tomorrow morning. I'm hitting the road with the OU women's basketball team for their showdown with West Virginia tomorrow night. We'll have complete coverage on our flagship in Norman Sports Talk. Uh, well, the Ref 1400. Until then, have a great day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow right here on the Home of Fan.